Coming up, the importance of listening to other people, especially to what our children are telling us. Welcome, everyone, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar shares important insights that will make home life better. And my guest this week is Rabbi David Schoonmaker, who will be sharing some of his insights about being a good listener. Rabbi Schoonmaker is one of the Roshe Yeshiva of Chappelle's Darchenom Yeshiva in Jerusalem, Israel. And before accepting his position at Chappelle's, he was a well-known teacher at the Yeshiva of Asha Torah for over 15 years, holding such positions as Mishkiach of the Yeshiva, Rosh Beit Medrash, and Director of Asha's Outreach Division, to name a few. Rabbi Schoonmaker is also the author of Tame Sefer Achinuch and Kuntras Pitchei Simchat Yom Tov. Welcome to At Home in Jerusalem, Rabbi David Schoonmaker. Hello, thank you so much. <laughs> so excited to be here. Well, before we get into becoming great listeners, what are some signs that a person is a poor listener? That's a wonderful question. Obviously, things like no eye contact, poor body language, they send a message. And of course, they're the obvious things like actively being distracted, <laughs> looking at your phone, answering mm-hmm. that WhatsApp message, um, yet another Instagram. That gives a person a real sense. First off, you're really not <laughs> listening. And more than just, I want to emphasize this point, more than just not listening, it sends a message to the other person that you're not listening. Now let's talk talk about no eye contact and poor body language. Mm-hmm. Our listeners out there might say, well, that's my best listening position when I don't look at someone and when I kind of slouch <laughs> and don't lean forward, mm-hmm. that's how I focus. Now that might be the way you focus, but it sends a message. Mm-hmm. So being a poor listener really has two parts. One is that you're not physically able to listen. And two is that the person you're speaking to isn't getting the message that you're listening to them. Mm -hmm. So to be a good listener and to avoid poor listening, we must do two things. Send a message Mm -hmm. that listen, we're listening. And of course, not be distracted and in fact, listen. Right, right, right. You know, sometimes we're bursting to say what's on our mind and that we're just not focusing on what the other person's saying. So how can we overcome that instinct and listen to what the other person's words really are? Well, you know, for such a question, we really need a recipe for success. Okay. And in fact, I have a recipe for success. Great. It is, in fact, recipe. R-S-P, recipe. I think there are four aspects to that recipe. Mm-hmm. One is realization. The next is Mm self-awareness. The next is practice. And then, so important, to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Let's go over that. Okay. Realization. You need to realize how important it is not to interrupt people for two reasons. If we don't let people finish what they're saying, one, we won't really understand what he is trying to say, which is really quite silly. Mm-hmm. We often assume that we know what they're saying without giving them the time, but very often we don't. And a person has to really be an active listener and try to get every word that another person is saying. So if you're cutting off, don't assume you're doing a job. The second one is people won't want to speak to you in the future. Oh, that guy, he, he never lets anyone finish and get a word in edgewise. If that's the type of a reputation that you earn for yourself, then people won't be listening to you. So in the conversation itself, you're shooting yourself in the foot and in the future conversations, which won't happen, you're certainly shooting yourself in the foot. So that's on the realization part of recipe. The next is S, self-awareness. And this is really a key to 
good listening, but it's a key to everything we do in our life. Without self-awareness, we can do every sin in the book, uh, turn people off, and we think we're doing great things and we really deserve great reward. Dale Carnegie, in his famous book, relates that there was a gangster who, in fact, was in the middle of a shootout, a police shootout at the end of his you know, life of crime. Yeah. And he's bemoaning the fact that he's just like the sweet individual who never really wanted to hurt a fly and loved his mother and the world just doesn't understand him. Now, that's a, that's a blatant lack of self-awareness. But really, we all have that sometimes. We're all blindsided. We all have Achilles heels. And especially over here, you say to yourself, oh, I don't cut people off as you're cutting someone off. <laughs> Why do you cut people? I don't cut people off. <laughs> well, you just cut me off. So that's really key to everything. All growth, which this program seems to be all about, needs self-awareness. Um, otherwise, we could hear all the advice in the world and it's not going to help us. That's mm -hmm. realization, the R of our recipe. And that's the S, the self-awareness. Next is the P, which is practice. Like mm -hmm. anything, if you want to get good at it, it's not going to be through... Um, one try. Mm -hmm. You go over it and you watch yourself, you make adjustments and you keep seeing that because it is a difficult thing as as was mentioned in the question. A person has a desire to jump in. Yep. So to avoid that, you have to need the realization it's important not to do it. You have to have the self-awareness to know whether you're doing it or not. And finally, you have to practice. You have mm -hmm. to put in time to practicing and watching yourself and being aware of yourself and continuing to be realized and continue to practice. And, mm -hmm. of course, we can't leave out the E of a e, recipe, right. which is enjoy. Right. Enjoy. Um, this is a basic, basic concept. In fact, in Judaism... If I may, the Judaism, in fact, has different languages of joy for different states that one reaches. Mm -hmm. And one of them is called Sasson, mm -hmm. um, which is the joy at the end of a journey. Mm -hmm. When one begins ah. a journey, they're full of a certain excitement. But guess what? When you get to the end of a journey, you have to take pleasure in that journey also and take enjoyment in it. That's called Sasson. Smechem betzeitam. It says that the celestial bodies are happy ah. when they begin their joy ah. journey and they're happy at the end. Uh, Michael Dell, I believe of Dell Computers, said, yeah. we celebrate for a nanosecond and then we move on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That's what Michael mm -hmm. Dell sells. Mm -hmm. That's what Michael Dell says. But right. Judaism says celebrate a lot. Enjoy your accomplishments. If you used to be an interrupter and you are no longer, or every little bit of non-interruptions which you achieve, take the moment to enjoy it mm -hmm. because what enjoying something does eventually is builds our desire. There is no stronger power in a person besides ratzon, besides desire. In Hebrew, it's ratzon, which is language of rats running. Right. A desire is help us get somewhere. So the fact that we just kind of like go through life and accomplish something and just move on next, 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 next. We don't take those things in and we're not developing our ratzon. So that is the recipe, RSPE, for success in this okay. topic and some others also. Great. You know, I do want to take a few minutes just to also bring this into the home, okay? When we're dealing with our children, whether they're little kids, teenagers, you know, we were all children once upon mm -hmm. a time. Yes, and some, we sometimes when parents are talking... <laughs> I'm still with, a child. You're still a child. Well, <laughs> sometimes when parents are talking with their children, we know exactly where they're heading, where they're talking. We can fall in the trap of not letting the child finish and jumping to a conclusion before they finish speaking. So I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit about how children need their parents to listen to them. Oh, sure. Wow, so important. I think there are four basic points to that for every child, and then we'll talk about teenagers specifically. Mm -hmm. Young children especially base a fair share of their self-worth, self-worth which equals eventual self-esteem, on their parents' mm -hmm. impressions of them. Mm -hmm. Or at least not only their parents' impressions, what the child thinks their parents' impressions of them are, right? 
there's no better way to validate another human being, in this case your child, than to send a strong message that they're worthwhile, lovable, um, fun to be with, than to taking some time to listen to them. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's first off, if you want your child to have a good self-worth, which is, is maybe nothing more important that we can put into our kids and self-esteem, and there's nothing more that the basis and foundation of that is parental relations than listening to them. And everybody knows that. You can have the most talented person in the world. Hey, why does that young woman not have more self-confidence? She's so talented. It's because her parents didn't, unfortunately, put enough uh, self-confidence into right. them. And one of the greatest ways to do that is through um, listening to them. Okay. Kids have issues. Not, next is kids have issues um, that need answers. It's a confusing world out there. Who's friend, who's foe? Parents need to give those answers. Without listening, without establishing a culture of listening in the home, your kids have nowhere to turn, and that's scary for them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's already a wor world which is a little bit scary for children. We forget that sometimes how scary it can be. And you can be a rock in their scary world if you listen to them more. And mm -hmm. uh, that's the second reason. The third is a lot of times they just need a sounding board, uh, not advice, a sounding board, as we all do. Did you ever just need someone to hear you out? Sure. And yeah. through them hearing you out, you'll find the answers in yourself. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Your kids have, often have the answers themselves. If you'll just um, listen to them and not all the time offer the answer, but let them get to the answer themselves, They'll find an amazing answer to their issues. Mm -hmm. So those are three reasons. And finally, our final fourth reason is go to another level. They need you to listen because they need you to know where they're at. It's amazing how undemanding some children can be. Of course, you're listening and saying, Rabbi, it's amazing how demanding some children can be. <laughs> Perhaps you're saying it's amazing how demanding my children could be. Well, there are demanding children out there who let, let you know exactly what they think, but there are undemanding children also. Mm -hmm. So you have to, um, by listening, you'll know where they are and what their needs are. And if you don't do that, you won't have that. Teenagers, I'm so happy you asked about them specifically. First, it's advisable to go, how do we get our teenagers to speak to us and be comfortable listening, uh, speaking to us, is by making sure we establish good patterns when they're when young. They you know, when kids are young, very often they're less interesting, so we don't <laughs> want to listen to them. You know, they're just speaking about childish things. I'm a sophisticated old human being. Uh, I don't have time for my kids to, but my, my, my teenagers already, one, they're more interesting, two, I realize, oh boy, I better know what's going on, otherwise who knows where you might right. be. Right. Well, if you care about that, you have to establish it when they're young, because if the culture has been established, if you're listening to the, and when the kids are young, they will listen to you um, when they, were, they will speak to you, right. excuse me, they will continue to speak to you when they're older. That's one general point about uh, teenagers. Two other quick points about teenagers is you have to be prepared, forewarned, is forearmed, mm -hmm. right? With a teenager, you're going to be attacked, misunderstood, underappreciated, right? So you have to go into the conversation sometimes realizing that I do everything for you and then you say this and you have to take it cool. So you have to be prepared for a certain militance. <laughs> and finally, you have to know, it's also super important, in a non-patronizing way, you understand their world. People like to speak to people who get it, right? Learn mm -hmm. your teenager's world mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and let them know you know their world and understand their world and yes even appreciate that strange world which our teenagers live in if you do that they will be far more open to speaking to you wow well thank you so much rabbi david schoonmaker for helping us become better listeners with everyone in our lives especially our children and teens well, let's thank you for having me it's been wonderful there are so many videos articles and audio classes about a wide range of topics for parents in the parenting section of h.com so check them out and thanks for listening